Welcome to Boss Babies and Bottles, also known as B3, hosted by me, Jessica with a Y, where we talk about how to successfully run a business and capitalize on your strengths while joining motherhood, in my case, twin motherhood, and throwing some crazy shebangs along the way. So pop that bubbly or grab that glass of wine and get ready to unwind. Hey babes, welcome to today's episode of Boss Babies and Bottles. I am super excited to introduce to you guys Miss Cassandra and two years ago made just this crucial switch to switch over to clean beauty and she's here now with us. She's the founder of clean beauty brand called Lash Binder. She's the host of the Clean Beauty podcast, celebrity makeup artist, and every step that Cassandra takes is aligned with her life goal. She sums it up in one sentence for you, until all beauty is clean beauty. And her decision to make kind of this huge change really just stemmed from a serious health issue and trouble breathing that she had. And I'm just super excited for her to be here today to talk to us a little bit more about this and as well as her business as a woman. So thank you, Cassandra, today for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. It's nice to be on the other side of things. (laughs) I know, it's crazy. So tell us, I guess, before you got into all of this, like what did you originally study and start out doing? And then we'll kind of go from there. When I was in high school, I graduated early. I left um, Seattle where I was from and I went down to LA to pursue modeling and acting. So I did that for a few years and I was still really in love with makeup and beauty. And of course, you have to always play different images and different roles when you're modeling and working in LA or even going out. And so I was super drawn to beauty and went to a beauty school called MKC back in the day, back in like 2010. And I trained with my teacher who actually worked with Audrey Hepburn, Tupac, just kind of like, you name it, she worked with them. And one of them was Snoop Dogg. And then like years and years later, I worked with Snoop Dogg a couple times. And so from LA, I had built up a clientele. I was working on a lot of different movie sets and things. And I ended up traveling more So New York, I had moved to Denver for like a year. I ended up going to the UK and spent a year overseas, moved to Dubai. I signed with two agencies over there working for Bear and Muse and worked with a lot of celebs, a lot of um, brides. I have flown to India, Africa, Italy for bride for weddings. Back in, I guess it was 2017, 18, I had some health issues and I landed in Stanford where I had moved to meet my fiance and I was at the hospital and they couldn't really tell me what was going on with me. And so when they started prescribing me the shots and the medication for my head and they prescribed me with eyeglasses... I just thought, okay, I'm almost 30. I guess this is how life goes. Like you get old and this is this is normal. <laughs> but as I'm talking to my mom and all my aunts and everybody else in my family, like none of them had the issues that I had. None of them had psoriasis. None of them had any issues with their eye, with their vision. And none of them had any skin problems like I did. So I was suspicious and I was like, what's going on? You know, and... I started looking at 
what was in my products after I met this woman at a beauty counter pop-up event. I didn't know what beauty counter was, but she said the word clean beauty. And that was kind of interesting because I said, I hadn't heard of that. Like, is that another brand? And she said, no, it's like, it's cleaner products. And I said, well, I mean, we're in the United States. What do you mean? Like, isn't it all regulated? And she said, actually, no, it's not. And that kind of opened my eyes up to a whole nother world. That night I went home because she said that the word fragrance was a trigger. And I looked at all the stuff in my house, including dish soap, laundry detergent, just everything. And it all had fragrance. It really just kind of struck a nerve and I put it all in a big cardboard box. I vowed not to use it for a few days. So I shared it on Facebook and said, hey guys, I'm not gonna be using these products. Like, let's see if anything happens. Not really thinking anything of it. But within 48 hours, my vision was clearer. My skin stopped itching. My breathing was better. And my whole viewpoint of everything I was I had been doing changed. And it was because I was literally poisoning myself from the moment I got up and I sprayed my perfumes and I took my shower with my body wash and my shampoo and conditioner to the moment I went to bed in my sheets that were fabric softener and all this stuff and the aerosol plugins in my wall. It was, I had, you know, plugins in my car to make it smell better. Everything in my life had fragrance. I didn't know that fragrance contained like thousands of other ingredients. And a lot of them are potentially harmful and known to be carcinogenic to human health. And so when I found that out, of course I was angry, right? I was upset. Then I was angry. Then I was like, I have to tell everybody about this. And yeah. so I had I shared that story. How many things have fragrance? I mean, as you're mentioning it now, I'm just like mind boggled by that. Yeah. And it causes problems with fertility. It causes problems with child development. It causes problems with children after, you know, like as they're going through puberty, it also affects women within menopause. Like it affects everybody. It affects men too. Where I was and listening to these other, you know, the woman who told me about it had breast cancer. And she said, my doctor told me not to use these. So obviously I was like, your doctor, I was like, my doctor didn't say anything and they know what I do. So like, why wouldn't they have said something? But it's just because they didn't know. And so I didn't hold them responsible and I don't hold the companies responsible either. But once I was aware, it was like night and day, everything I was doing had fragrance in it. And so I started to say, well, what the heck am I going to use now? And that was the first question I was getting from everybody as a celebrity artist with a larger following and a working makeup artist. I had 40 weddings that year. I basically told my clients, I can't. I can't go to your wedding because you're going to have seven other artists that are using hairspray in a room for three hours. And I, every single time I was at a wedding, that's when my allergies would actually were triggered the most. When I started to look back, I was like, oh yeah, when I do my hair, when I am at a wedding, all, the bridesmaids are always like, why are you crying? Oh my God. And they thought it was cute because my eyes would just water. <laughs> and I was always like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, it's allergies. I have seasonal allergies because obviously in the summer and the spring, that's when all the weddings happen. I was always pinning it on something else. I had no idea. And I, if I would have known, obviously it would have changed. And when I did find out, I changed immediately. And I had a video go viral about all the products that I put in that box. I went and I threw them in the trash and there's probably like $3,000 worth of Chanel, YSL, like 
all these Victoria's Secret products, like all this stuff in a big cardboard box. And I went and threw it in the trash. And one of the girls was actually like, how could you be so wasteful? And like talking about how I was being unsustainable. And I'm like, and how I was dumping chemicals into the, and now the land. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to use it. And then it's supposed to go down my drain. Like, it's just like, it's crazy because people just don't understand it. So I became a huge advocate for clean beauty. I signed up with Beauty Counter. That was my first step because they were the first clean brand that I heard of. I tried their products. To my artistry standards, they actually worked. The makeup held on my face. It didn't come off. And when I started looking into other clean products, I was like, oh, this is made with fruit. They didn't really work. They weren't long lasting. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to continue working as a makeup artist, I kind of need products that work. And I also have standards for myself. Like I want to wear glam makeup when I go out and I go out on the night on the town. Like I want to have matte lipstick. I want, you know, my eyeshadow to be really glittery. And so it was a journey and I was about to launch a podcast called coffee with cast because I love coffee and it was going to be all about beauty but something was stopping me. And now I know that the stars were aligning because I wasn't ready to launch it. I looked up that night when I came home, I looked up on podcasting and I was looking at like to try to find clean beauty and nothing came up. And my fiance was sitting there and was like, I think this is it. Like you should change the name. You should talk about clean beauty. And I said, I don't know anything about clean beauty. I was going to talk about beauty that I know. And he's like, yeah, but you should just take them on a journey. And that's what I've done. And that's why it is the way it's successful, the way that it was. And the podcast turned into a retreat and the retreat turned into a summit and the summit turned into a conference and it just continues to grow. And I've interviewed every clean brand on the face of the planet pretty much. And it's been amazing to learn from them because I'm like coming from this place of, I don't know. All I know is Mac, Chanel. I know all these other brands that I was using all my life, and but I don't know. I don't know clean beauty. So I started looking at what are the products that work? What are the artist grade? And there really isn't very many to this day. There are some, but um, yeah. So we, we held a business retreat because I was having a lot of women come to me that were in the industry, other makeup artists, even on my own team that were like, I want to switch. I'm getting, I'm pregnant right now. I'm, I can't get pregnant or I have allergies too. And they did a detox and saw the effects and some of them didn't, but they still, once they were educated with the information about fragrance, they were like, Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to put this on my clients. Like this isn't fair. I don't want my daughter playing with this product. Mm -hmm. And so I had just started to switch and a lot of my community started to do the same, which I thought initially I was going to lose that, that following because they were, you know, they wanted that glam. They wanted all this fun products, mainstream makeup and the luxury. I was a luxury artist. Like I said, I was using like $90 foundation and I was like, okay, well, what do I replace this with? So I went crunchy. I didn't have deodorant. I didn't know what I was going to do with my shampoo. I, I literally didn't have anything. And when I launched my podcast, I was able to kind of evaluate brands and try them and not have to spend a ton of money to do so. Yeah. I feel like you really took people on the journey with you, which is really, uh, must've been a really great like experience, especially at the beginning, because you've been doing it for about what, two years now, right? Yeah. Just a little over two years. Um, Yeah. And so we've come a long way. And after I launched my show in November, 2018, I decided that in 
that I wanted to finally create a product. I'd always wanted to create a product, but I always felt like the world didn't need another lipstick. And I still believe that. I think that there's enough actual cosmetic, like there is even enough clean cosmetics. I have so many clean lipsticks. Like there's no way I can get through them in my lifetime. So I was really looking and looking at, I was really tapping into what have all my clients complained about? And it was every time I bring out lashes, they all said the same thing, that it was really hard for them to put on lashes. And I said, how can I fill this void? How can I help this need? So I created Lash Binder and that launched in March, 2019. So just over a year. And I launched with the intention of it going to the hands of artists to use on their clients in a sanitary way, because it's a tool that's not does not contain metal and a lot of the eye tools, a lot of people use tweezers, which is very dangerous. If you're on a boat, I mean, I've done weddings on a plane and you're moving around, you're, you know, rushing to, we were always rushing to wherever they were going to their church or whatever. And I'm always fixing a lash in the car. We were always moving around or if we're at a bridal shoot and we're on, or we're at like a modeling shoot and we're on the side of a cliff, again, we're outside, we have the wind. And so I felt like I need something safer to put near an eyeball. Um, we all know how painful it is to get poked in the eye with a mascara wand. And I also, so I built it with a silicon tip at the end. And I also noticed how much time I took to actually put the, from the time that I put the glue on the lash and I was like waving it around for like a minute for the glue yep. to dry. I also wanted a solution for that. So I actually designed it so that you can lay it on its back and it can dry hands free. So you can use two and actually get your lashes. If you sit next to somebody else that's doing their lashes with their fingers or tweezers and you do your lashes with lash binder, you're done 10 times faster. You're done in about a minute. And so it really cuts that time down. It also cuts down the amount of mistakes because when you... <laughs> we're a little impatient and you know, usually lashes are the last step for a lot of us. So yeah. we're like, I think it's been 30 seconds and we try to stick it on and then it's just not even sticking because yeah. it's, the glue isn't ready. Well, that kind of gets rid of that problem because we're actually letting it sit there, putting it on the table. And let's say we only have one, we're still able to put our lipstick on, fix our hair, do whatever and say, Oh yeah, I got to put my lash on. And then you do it. And it's much, much easier. So I launched that. We got in Boxy Charm. We're now on Amazon. We partnered with amazing, amazing um, people. And now every time you buy a lash binder, one goes to a chemotherapy patient, a cancer okay, patient love. that mm -hmm. is undergoing chemo. So when a tool is sold, one goes in the chemo box, which just launched this past month. But previously they were going to the women at the El Camino Women's Hospital. Um, I partnered with an oncologist who actually hired me to do makeup for her cancer patients because she wanted clean products for them to be able to use a clean makeup alternative. And again, it's something that I really just didn't think of. But when I started marketing myself as a clean makeup artist, I started attracting people that had cancer, psoriasis, these other health issues, even gluten sensitivities. You found a market that nobody was in. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, now we're here. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, that's an incredible, just an incredible story, incredible journey for you as a woman and your career path. I mean, that's just awesome. And, you know, I wanted to totally ask you like, what, 
you know, obviously everything that you're doing in your business and for women and helping obviously all these other women in your summits and retreats, what do you feel like as the biggest challenge that you see women going through in days like these? So right now, I think clean beauty is still undiscovered for so many people. Some people think it's not affordable and other people think that it still doesn't work. And so I've just been a huge advocate for, hey, I'm a professional makeup artist, a certified makeup artist. I've worked on all these celebs and brides published in magazines and I use clean products and they work. They last, they perform and they're not a fortune, which actually compared to the products I was using before, they're often cheaper. Even when you look at a laundry detergent from Target, the cleaner ones are becoming more and more affordable. Why? Because of the demand. Before a couple of years ago, they weren't, you know, it was like $20 for the same, which Tide was like seven, but now it's closer to seven to $10 because the demand is so high and people are more aware. So in terms of the problems that I now am addressing until all beauty is clean beauty, which is our tagline for clean beauty con, that really just means that our work is not done. Some people know, and our community is great, but there's still so many issues out there and so many brands that are using toxic ingredients that are known to be harmful for human health, human development, and are linked to cancer. And that just doesn't sit right with a lot of people and it shouldn't sit right with the companies either. And they know this in the United States, there's only 30 or 40 cosmetic ingredients that are banned in the EU in Europe. There's 1500. That's a big difference. Why? And those companies that sell products to the same, the same product to both countries, they actually put all the harmful cheap ingredients in, our, in U.S. products. Of course. So, well, you told me that U.S. products were not regulated. That was a big shocker for me because we assume that there's regulation because of being in this country. And it's, it's crazy that there, and it isn't. And so right now, especially due to COVID, when I can't do my classes in person and we can't have our conference like we originally planned, so that's postponed, we are now hosting weekly virtual summits. A lot of them are business focused um, with the aim of education, support and guidance for every person who is even struggling during these times. Anyone who wants to know more about clean beauty, maybe a certain brand, maybe they wanna hear from a certain founder. So we're bringing empowered women together on both sides, the founders that created the products, as well as the women who are buying the products, the consumer, the makeup artist, the everyday woman who has a spa and is looking for new products for her spa. So we connect brands and consumers together. So when you're able to come face to face with a brand founder, with your favorite clean brand or the brand that you've been thinking about buying, it really just solidifies that, that purchase, that, that thought, or maybe you didn't know about the brand before, but now you're actually going to try them because we have VIP wellness totes. So you actually get to try samples of all the brands that come on our conferences and it really just helps you in your business. So if you're looking to listen to an industry expert, talk about sustainability and you're looking to launch a, a product or you want to learn more about sustainability as a consumer, you'll learn both of those things from that presentation. So we're combining education with indulgence. You're going to indulge in the products. You're going to connect with other women. You're face to face with them at these 
virtual summits where you're connecting with people from Japan, Italy, everywhere. And you're treating yourself with, you know, massages, facials. We've, we've had a gua sha at home massage. We've done makeup application. We've done deep breathing and yoga exercises where we're all doing it together in our own homes and nothing's perfect. It's kind of messy, but it's kind of beautiful to see all of us coming together in the name of clean beauty. And so bringing the products to your home safely, having the brands ship them to you, you know, not being empty handed and being able to discover the brands at a fraction of what you would pay going to their website. And a lot of brands right now aren't selling through their website because their factories are shut down. So these smaller indie brands that right now is the time to kind of explore them through us. We're, we're making it possible to try. And we just have some amazing people who work with us in Clean Beauty Con. Our advisors are incredible women with doctorates. One's a scientist. One's like a celebrity influencer, Fiona Frills. And we have amazing partners, brands that we partnered with that we've basically dubbed the cleanest and greenest in the world. And mm -hmm. um, we bring them back uh, often for different courses on all different kinds of topics. And one thing that makes us different, going back to your question, like what are the problems? What are the needs? We actually poll the audience and say, what do you guys want to hear at the next summit? And you can actually decide exactly what that person's going to talk about. And if you don't know, we give you options and you can choose, you can have a vote. And I think it's important to know, I'm going to be going investing in this summit, or maybe you want a free ticket to the summit. Mm. And you're like, I want to, I kind of want to learn more about this, or I want to learn more about organic ingredients. Like what is that? And why is it important? And so we've had women talk about all the things, everything in between. And it's been incredible for all those women. And so we have ambassadors now, which has been really great. We have 50 ambassadors who are just women who found our summits, found them really helpful and now share, share for us. And I think that, you know, you're doing something right when you have advocates who are just, you know, sharing, you know, yeah. organically with, with their audiences and bringing more and more people in. So it's been really amazing to watch it grow. We uh, here in my, in my home, me and my husband have tried to switch little by little, all the different products that we use, you know, to cleaner products. But I think I had never really thought about switching my makeup products. So I'm really excited that we're connecting and we're going to link up all your stuff for everyone to really be able to see, especially, you know, my brides and my friends and all these women that listen to our B3 podcast so that they can also be informed about this because it's, it's crazy. Like now you listen to it and you're like, obviously, but I did not know, you know, so this is amazing. So what are kind of maybe three focus points right now going into a little bit into your entrepreneurial life? What are three focus points that you would give women who are kind of starting out or struggling to really find their path? Cause I would consider this your path. Like you are super passionate about it. This is what you we're probably always meant to do, and it just, you know what I mean? It, you, you finally hit it. But what would you tell some women that maybe are a little bit lost in that? From each story that I kind of shared, um, I was always starting with a problem. Even back in my artistry days, I, I saw that my friends needed help, and I wanted to help them look a little bit better. So when I went into artistry for models and even music videos, it was the same sort of thing. They needed a little bit of help. When I started working with brides, my first bride I booked when I was eight, 16, and she just, she still has this pictures up on her Facebook profile because she loved them so much. It was the, her favorite makeup that she ever had. And like, I took a lot of pride in that. And I think I, I always went from that place of 
not necessarily being a service provider, but I was like, this woman needs this. And this is how I'm going to make her look the best. And here I can even show her how, and that's how I got into teaching when it comes to lash binder, same thing. I was like, what problem can I solve for people? Mm -hmm. And then with clean beauty, I was always like, okay, so this isn't known. This is an issue for me. This has to be an issue for others and just sharing organically and you just know when you know, and niching down is so important. I, like I said, I was like coffee with cast. Okay. There's 50 other beauty podcasts, like top 50, there's a hundred, you know, but how can I be unique in this space? And I was actually not launching my own show because I knew it wasn't specific enough. I was like, cool. I could be a celebrity artist talking about beauty products, but like, who cares and why, what problem mm-hmm. am I solving? And I didn't have that answer. So I actually didn't move forward. But when I knew about clean beauty and I said, okay, well, I'm going to explore this and learn and share with everyone. I knew that I was solving a problem day by day. I was solving my own problems and I was also helping other people explore whatever stage of clean beauty they were in. They were still able to learn. I've always started with education. And I think if you're able to help people and educate them on something that they didn't know that you're passionate about, that's going to come through. And so I would just say to really look at your life and and look at what you're doing. And this is such a good time to do that. All of us are in this reset mode. And I think there's no better time to say, why am I doing this? Who am I helping? Even if you're trying to restyle your Instagram, it's like, what are the five words that come to mind? You know, do you want it to be luxury? Do you want it to be education? Do you want it to be makeup looks? What do you want that strategy to be? And what is your goal? You know, like a lot of us start a business and we think, oh, we want to do it to make money. But if there's no real goal behind, you know, Mm -hmm. like mine is until all beauty is clean. What is that tagline? If you can sum it up in one sentence, what is that for you? Yeah, having a clear vision for sure. Yeah. And so I think, you know, until it's clear, it won't make, it won't, you won't manifest. 100%. And I think I I talked to this about the with the babes in a a previous episode, just when I talked to him about how I redefined myself and all of that. And just having that clear vision is what pushes you forward. And and sometimes that takes a while to come out, you know, for everyone, it comes out differently. And, you know, we talked about journaling and just thinking about it and finding it. So that's a really good, a really, really good tip, because I think sometimes as women, we get so caught up with everything we have to do and pleasing everyone that we don't really listen to ourselves and what we want to do. That is amazing. So if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? I've always never been afraid to pivot, but sometimes you do need to slow down. And I think for me being almost like ADD ish and getting very bored as an artist, you can get bored really quickly. And that's why I think I love being an artist because I was at a new set or a new venue doing weddings. And it was like something I never know. I never know who I did, who I'd meet. And it was always very exciting when you're like an entrepreneur and like you're building a brand from home and it's just like the same thing every day you can get impatient. And sometimes that would happen to me. And so I would say to just have the patience and build rituals into my routine to mix it up, take a walk, take a bike ride. I have an oil diffuser. Now I light a candle. Sometimes I just need to meditate and take a moment and say, how many days has it been? nine okay i have some ways to go let's not give up so quickly let's not throw the towel in 
because so often as entrepreneurs, we want instant, you know, I consult with so many women now and they all want, they're like, okay, how do I grow my Instagram? Okay. So I talked to you yesterday. I only have like five new followers and it's like, that's not how it works. Yeah. You have to, have to you got to give yourself time. So I would just say, know that there is all the time in the world, but also time is time you never get back. So don't waste it, but know that you'll have, you have time. And I look at like people that I look up to who are in their forties and I'm 31 and I'm just like, I have 10 years to get there. I have so much time to get there and I know I can. So you just got to kind of almost set the goals that like people are kind of afraid to like the one year that'll go by really fast. What about mm -hmm. five years or 10 years? And I know it seems crazy, but like, if you kind of have more of a end game goal, you're like, all right, this makes sense. Okay. And you kind of go back to it on the days when you're not motivated, you could have that saying, you know, I like print um, papers and like put them up sometimes if I need to get my mindset shifted for that day or that week. And I have something written there and it just constantly reminds me until it's just imprinted in my brain. And so that's just kind of helped me as I've been working from home for 11 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> as all of us, it's, it's crazy, but constantly showing up. I tell, I tell people, I'm like, you have to constantly show up even if no one else is showing up because that, that, that consistency is a key. And I always, I talk about that too, like constantly seeing what your goals are will remind you. And yes, sometimes you have those moments where you take a step back, but if you're constantly seeing your goals, it'll push you. And I put, I, I don't do the papers, but I know people who do papers. I put it on my wallpaper on my phone. There's nothing else that I open up more than my phone. So it's my screensaver, like my wallpaper on the phone. So every time I open it up, I'm constantly seeing what my goals are. And even on days where I don't feel like doing it, it's there. It's that constant reminder. So that's, that's really, really cool. So what's next for you? So we are on our 11th week. We just had um, a, we're now doing master classes. So cool. summits are 25 minutes for each speaker and we have three or four. So it's a couple hours. Our master classes feature one person and it's an hour long. So we just had one on branding. Mm -hmm. um, and next week we have someone and the master classes are free. So we have a business master class. You guys can go sign up at cleanbeautycon.com. We are planning a subscription box. We pre, we kind of did a, a test and it went really well. So we're working on that. Awesome. We're also working on the smart beauty awards. So we're actually going to probably launch that later in the year. We're obviously still committed to our conference and the conference will come once it's safe enough for all of us to meet. It'll be a West coast based conference in the Bay area featuring West coast based brands, because I believe that in terms of sustainability, it's also where you're buying the products, not just that it's sustainably produced. If it's sustainably produced in India, is it still really sustainable if you're buying it? I think that there's enough beauty products in enough cities and enough coastlines that you don't need to buy them cross country or across the world. You should try to, it's like going to a farmer's market. Yep. If you support your own local community, that community is going to do better. If you support the women inside of it, that community is going to be stronger. So I always try to just go back to that, like, what's really organic? You know, it's like, if it's in your backyard, you know, then you're more conscious of all the other choices that you make. And so we're really focused on bringing in West Coast based brands. And of course, when we do an East Coast show, we'll highlight the East Coast and so on. But that's just something that I felt like is missing in the market. I, I think that 
I've been to summits all over the world and a lot of conferences and expos and beauty things. And I just see the same thing. I see brands flying in from all over the world to be there. And I just think that's not very sustainable. And I think until COVID hit, that wasn't what we were going to do. But Mm -hmm. after COVID hit, we said, how are people going to feel about traveling anyways? Are they really going to want to travel across the world to be at our conference? I don't really want them to. So let's focus on local. Let's focus on the women in the Bay Area, the women in Seattle, where I'm from, Oregon, you know, just like down the coast that, you know, can drive safely and can bring their products and can have, you know, a really great experience on both sides. And so that's what we're working towards now. And I'm really excited to have Codex Beauty, Blue Beautifly, Innersense. These are all Bay Area based brands, PYT. Hope and Beauty uh, with the oncologist that I partnered up with and um, really, really just excited to continue to discover other brands too. And I still book clients for brides. I had an inquiry this week for next week. I'm supposed to be getting married June 13th in Greece. It was postponed, obviously. Very sad. So I'm still engaged and I don't know what that's going to look like, but I've been getting inquiries about on my clean beauty artist dot com site for my my makeup artistry for brides and a lot of destination requests and i'm like i'm just not sure what the the future is going to look like in terms of my work as an artist i do want to serve those that seek me out for my work and hopefully i can still work safely and i don't know about you i just i really don't like wearing a mask i've had a lot of different masks that I wear, they're so uncomfortable. And I just feel for all the frontline healthcare workers, I have to wear them day in and day out. If I put it on for five minutes, I have a bad attitude. And I just, (laughs) I don't really want to work in that kind of environment. It gets really sweaty and gross. And my lipstick obviously gets all over it. And it's just like, I feel like half of me is missing. It's just, if you can't see people smile, it's just, there's a huge disconnect. And so I really hope that this goes away and that there's like a vaccine soon. And like, we can move on with our lives and hopefully go back to a semi-normal lifestyle. Of course, we all do, I think. I just did a wedding in Greece, in the Santorini actually, not too long ago, and it was beautiful. That's where I'm supposed to get married. Ah, well, you will, eventually. (laughs) Eventually, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful place. We've been many times, well, what was your venue? Um, They call Aeneon Villas. We rented a villa. yeah, it was going to be like 50 people. I mean, everyone had their plane tickets and and the villa was reserved for six couples. So we had the whole compound and it's obviously is right on the cliff and all of that. And so we had our friend that was just going to marry us there and then everyone else staying in the hotels nearby. And we, I mean, they all got like refunded. We got messages yesterday that like, because they they actually closed the country down like even if because at first they were like oh we're not going to give you a refund our country's open and i was like okay let's see and then you know this week they're like okay well you can't actually legally travel here so we have to kind of give you some sort of voucher and um so that's what happened so i mean i'm happy at least i'm living with my fiance and we're happy together i mean we want to start a family and so we're thinking about just eloping somewhere but i don't know i think everything happens for a reason. And right now, you know, I'm so focused on this and um, I've been doing amazing interviews like this and, and just connecting with people that I wouldn't have connected with otherwise. So it's actually just super cool. I'm like, I'm actually like flourishing during this time and I'm sure you are too. And so it's just been really great. Yeah. Well, I do wish you guys hopefully a wedding soon because I know (laughs) it can be 
sad and heartbreaking being a wedding planner and having had to reschedule a few weddings and some destinations. We had an Italy and a Mexico that had to also get rescheduled. So I know how it is, but Santorini's gorgeous. One day you'll have it for sure. And an elopement, I think is still really awesome. I mean, I, I don't know. If I, I think if I could have done the eloping and the big wedding, I would have done both. Um, my husband would not allow me. We did the big wedding. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. That's what he, what wants. he wanted. Yes, he wanted the big party. And I did too. I'm not even going to lie. But that's what we ended up doing. So last question, as always, for Boss Babies and Bottles. What's your favorite bottle or drink, Cassandra? So I always have a bottle of mum in my fridge. It's the, it's a great champagne. I have it the is. one. California based. Yeah. So for me, it's sustainable. I mean, I used to do Vouvre or whatever, but that one's good too. But I really like mom, support the local uh, wineries here. And I like mixing it with OJ in the morning. Like if I'm feeling like if it's Saturday morning or Sunday, love it. I'll have it with a little orange juice, but I got like a cap that you can actually like, you know, it's like fresh every time you open it. So I got one of those little bottle things because like, obviously I don't, I'm not going to drink a full bottle of champagne every night. I wouldn't night. judge you if you did, by the way. I, I know, but I, I mean, <laughs> unproductive. That's really what it comes down to. But I love a glass of champagne at the end of every day. It's like, I'm celebrating. This is how I want to ha- live my life. And so I have a bottle last me a week. Cause I do, you know, a, a nice size glass every day of the week, most days. Yep. And uh, sometimes I'll put some orange juice in it and it gets me through the whole week and it's fresh every time. So I have like Lovely. a little, it's like a professional bottle, bottle stop thing. I think. Yes. Yes. We have some too. We're me and my husband are huge California uh, wine, well, we're wine people in general, but I'm a, obviously a champagne lover, a uh, sparkling wine as they call it. I love that. So that's, you know, we're on the same boat. Love it. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for joining us on this podcast. I'm so excited you were able to join us and tell us a little bit more about not only your business, which I think is just phenomenal, but also clean beauty products and how to be just better women and and how to get through all these different things and challenges. And with the world that we're facing this day, with everything being so chemically enhanced, we have cancer everywhere and it's hitting every family. I love hearing about things that are just more organic and that are definitely going to be better for all of us. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you, babes, for listening. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you guys soon so make sure if you haven't already subscribe to our next episode and follow my craziness on instagram at ebj events and at canal.twins i promise you something's always happening